are now listening to the Jetstream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Jetstream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. My name is Jesse Finver, and with me, as always, is Connor Sheeran. We have a great show for you today. Connor, it is earlier in the week than we normally uh, record, but that's because it's Thanksgiving uh, on Thursday, and the Jets mercifully don't play on Thursday because I feel like if they played on Thursday, it would just ruin everything that they've done the last three weeks. It's prime uh, time. It's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, and we have we have two weeks to worry about a Thursday night game um, yeah. or three weeks. Um, but we're going to focus on the past three weeks, actually. Um, and uh, let's just dive right into it because it was <laughs> – this was we got Connor stretching out ready to go. I'm like cracking my it was knuckles. Quite the affair. I mean, this was <laughs> this was the best game of the year that they've played. Um, front to back, I, I I think it's a better game than even against the Cowboys. Um, the offense was clicking on all cylinders. The defense was clicking on all cylinders. Um, special teams was whatever. Um. That the special teams doesn't even matter in this in this game. I mean, they won thirty-four to three. Not a single person on planet Earth would have predicted that this would have happened in the fashion that it did. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there were people out there being like, "Yeah, sure, the Jets they could steal a game at home, you know, against the Raiders. Whatever. They're six and four. They're not great. They're not bad, but they're not. I mean, they're they're just good. They're the yeah. Raiders are a good football team, and your Jets." Stepped into MetLife, their home, and absolutely walloped the shit out of the black and silver team. From Blew their goddamn doors off. Oh, my God. It was just glorious. Absolute, it's, like, it's what we like to call in the business a shit pumping. Um, <laughs> that's, it, was, it was just an absolute shit pumping. Um, Connor, let me, get your, let me get your reaction to the just – the game itself in general. I mean, start to finish, I was sitting there and I had the the biggest smile on my face right for three hours. And for just a couple weeks ago, I never thought that was going to be possible for me to say about a Jet game for the rest of this season. And I think just being able to – going from the Redskins game, which was – Great enough. But it was a game that kind of like we all thought or like everyone thought that the Jets were probably going to win and they probably put up a good amount and, you know, they'd probably win the game by, you know, probably win it handily. The Raiders game, kind of like what you were saying before, people said that eh, maybe they maybe they, they steal one. But, man, <laughs> yes. I don't think it, no one anywhere thought that this was going to happen. And for the second straight week, the Jets led their opponent by at least 31 points. <laughs> that's the and, third straight week they've scored 34 points, <laughs> which you're going to hear everywhere because that's like the stat of like the, for the Jets right now. And the wow. Jets, like the Jets were good on defense. Um, yeah. But it's not like they, it's not like they showed out like they did the past, like the two weeks before with like the turnovers and, and the, all like all the sacks and Jamal Adam having three sacks. Right. Um, I mean, Jamal still had a half a sack. Uh, he got his half a sack. Um, he also had three QB hits, mm-hmm. which is half of the Jets' quarterback hits. 
Uh, they had a pick six. Brian Poole had a pick six, which was great. And we'll yeah, he got that. his ball back. We'll get to that later. Yes. Um, you know, they just it was just a really solid game. James Burgess played well. Um, he dropped the pick, I'm pretty sure. Or he dropped – was it – it wasn't a pick. It was – yeah, it was a pass defend. He dropped the pick. And there was another yeah, was, guy yeah. who, like, they fumbled and he ran. I think it was Hewitt ran right over the ball. Oh, no, that was that was Burgess. He, like, picked it up and then as he was running away, it, like, slipped out of his hand and the Raiders, the the Raiders picked it up. Hands or something. And it was, like, second or third down when they fumbled it and it just gave the Raiders a fresh set of downs. Yeah. I mean, I by that point, the game was out of hand, so you yes. couldn't even really, like, you know, any other game I would have been pissed, but it's just like, you know, who cares? But, like, like where do we start here? Do, should we start with the offense or the defense? I'm going to leave it up to you here. Let's start with the defense. Okay. I, 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 I want to I want to savor gushing about Sam Darnold. All right. So let's start with the defense. Second half. We were <laughs> just talking about it. Jamal had his his next his uh, his most recent. He shared a sack with Brandon Copeland. Um, and it was a real. It was like a true shared sack. It wasn't like one guy got okay. in like a little late and was able to just swindle a half a sack out. Like they both like made a good play and were able to get that that's that sack. Um. I think the conversation with the defense starts and ends with the secondary and how much better it's been. Because we've been talking about this Jets run defense in the front seven all year and hyping them up and saying that you know that they this front seven is we don't need to worry about the front seven. It's secondary we need to worry about. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, the 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 front seven has significant had significant. Uh, turnover this season where we we went into the season thinking we were going to have Avery Williamson and CJ Mosley, you know, two potential pro bowl guys, maybe a one, one of them even being all pro. And now we've had, you know, Neville Hewitt and James Burgess as our two middle linebackers right now. Um, you know, and we're in week like 12 or 13. I, I'm blanking out on what week. Yeah. I think that was, this was just week this 12. Is, yeah. Week 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Yep. Week 12. So, mm-hmm. You know, those guys being the the leading, like the like Burgess was the leading tackler this week, right? You know that came out of nowhere, and that's not something we were expecting, right? But they still maintained, like Greg Williams has done a great job maintaining the integrity of this front seven. They got rid of Len- Leonard Williams. They became the number one pass rushing or the, the rush de- rush defense in the NFL. Right. We, we know that this has been a good rush defense. What we did not know was that this also had potential to be a good pass defense. Um, Arthur Mollett has been getting time here or there. He's been fine. But the real story of this team over the last three weeks, other like on defense, besides Jamal Adams, has been Blessing and Austin, who's been out of control. Bless, like, bless up. Making plays in the run game. You know, coming up in like absolute, like, Laying down some shots on guys in the run game, right? It's been, I mean, and unbelievable. Then, yeah, him being able to step up in the way he has. And they've also, and he's also been fantastic in pass coverage. I believe it was Connor Hughes who tweeted out that uh, both Mullet and uh, Austin had like um, held like the quarterbacks the last three weeks to like fifty four. QBR or something like that. I want to like get that right. Um, but I mean, just came out of nowhere, man. Yeah, and no, this it is really sixth has. round pick at a Rutgers, and he's been the top three player on this defense the past couple of weeks. 
it's pretty crazy to say that. I mean, considering where, <laughs> considering we've been just swapping cornerbacks in and out all season long, and guys that have been, you know, long-standing or they've been, they've played cornerback for the Jets at some point for you know at least a season or two, and if they've gotten hurt. At first, we thought that that was like, you know, as bad as the cornerback situation was, there had to have been a reason that these guys were starting. And then they go down. And then for the first time in that I can remember in a long time, the next man up mentality finally paid off for the Jets. Right. Like, I mean, how, how often does that pay off for this team? Almost never. It, feel, it feels like that, at least. And in this case, you know, it's paid off in spades. I mean, he's he's been playing out like out of his mind, which is something the Jets sorely needed. Okay, so this is from Michael Nania, who we've had on the show before, um, and he is with Gangrene Nation um, and those guys over at Elite Sports New York, actually. And he also does some Knicks stuff too. He's he's a good follow on Twitter for Jets fans. Um, fewest yard, and this was earlier today. He tweeted this: fewest yards allowed per cover snap over the last three weeks. With a minimum of seventy cover snaps, number one, Brian Poole at point two eight. Mm-hmm. Number five, bless you in Austin at point four six, and at number seven, Arthur Mollett at point five five. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. they're going against the likes of Terry McLaurin um, right. and whoever Tyrell Williams and the uh, uh, Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate, like Darius Slayton. Yeah, no, it was it was Sterling Shepard and Ingram were playing in the Giant game, so it was it was Slayton and uh, Golden Tate, and that wasn't the best game for. But but Austin came in late in that game. His first game that he like came in was uh, against the Giants. He doesn't even and have his license. Bless in Austin. Get out. He tweeted today. Can't wait to get my license with like a little like side fate. Like what? Like, <laughs> like kind That's of upset amazing. about it. That's so funny. He, they've oh, been, yeah. they've been so, so important and so good. Now, obviously, we're gonna, we're gonna see what they're made over the next few weeks. You know, he's gonna have to go against um, Tyler Boyd, and I mean, AJ Green's not gonna play, so he'll be yeah. fine. And then he'll be fine. They'll be fine against the Dolphins. It's not like they have to go against anybody fantastic like Devontae Parker's the best wide receiver they have. Right. Then it starts getting tough. You know, then you get Juju Smith-Schuster. You get the guard and and against Pittsburgh, you have. Hollywood Brown, who's been really, really good for Baltimore, you're gonna have to cover there, and then you have you just you just uh, got Lamar Jackson. Josh, like cornerbacks yeah. have to be ready to to move and tackle him. Lamar, regardless. and then they have to deal with Josh Allen, who can run, and they're gonna have to deal with John uh, Josh or John Brown, who can who's been taking the cover off of defenses. Shout out to John Torched Brown. Jets Week One. Shout out to shout out to him. He's on my uh, my ultimate team in Madden, and he is unguardable in that game. Um, Anyway, yeah, they made them too good. Anyway, um, yeah, so this secondary complete transformation. And then when you, like, I feel like when, I mean, they're playing just at an okay to above average level right now. I mean, clearly the numbers are saying they're playing better than okay to above average, but right. I'm not going to give them that because it's against the, the Redskins, the Raiders, and right. the Giants. So they've been good against bad teams, which is fine. That's, that's the start. Um, and it's, the competition is going to get harder in a couple of weeks, and they still have these good teams to just kind of beat up. Oh, on. Wait, I wouldn't call the Raiders a bad team. Like, right. they, they're they're good. Like, they're good. This team. was an this was an impressive win, and more than you know, just a beatdown of another team. Like they're an above five hundred team. They're 
right on the heels of the Chiefs or were right on the heels of the still Chiefs are. for still the are. AFC West. Yeah, they still are. Uh, so they're yeah, they're right there. And obviously, yeah. and, and now a lot of people were calling them, and even going into the game, were calling the Raiders, you know, pretenders, and you know they're not as good as their record shows. Uh, and the Jets might have just exposed them. Um, but still, I mean, they're not they're not the Giants, they're not the Redskins, they're not these teams that the Jets, you know, beat two weeks ago. Uh, they're better so than the Redskins and the Giants for sure. They're certainly better than those two teams for sure. So. Anyone trying to like take that take this away from the Jets because they think the Raiders are bad, go to hell. Right. That's, that, and, that's, and that's not what I'm. That. That's not what I'm trying to do. What I'm saying yeah. is that this like there's not like their offensive weapons like the, the Jets. Like I said last oh, week, yeah. and I called it to a T. Did I not? I said the Jets match up well with the Raiders because the mm-hmm. one thing that they do is they run the ball, and right. one thing that Jets do that's re- that they're really good at is stop the run. And right. they held Josh Jacobs to 3.4 yards per carry when he's averaging like 4.7 or something like that, um, like like high fours. Um, they held him to 34 yards on 10 carries when he averages 92 or three yards per game uh, running, not just like passing also, like just rushing. So obviously they're going to stop it. What I, what I brought this up, what I, what I, the point that I'm trying to make is that Yes, you can go against the like like the, the bad Raiders wide receivers, the bad Giants wide receivers, the bad Redskins wide receivers, right? And dominate them. And that's good. You're, you're supposed to do that. You know what? Right. You're supposed to do that. And Bless is a sixth-round pick. Mollett's a late-round pick. And Poole is just a slot corner. You know, and I'm glad they're all doing well, especially with the advanced metrics and everything. But mm-hmm. something that's encouraging to me is that not only are they doing well, but you have Marcus May and Jamal Adams playing at the highest level they played at in their careers. Right. Um, especially Jamal Adams. And having guys like that as a cornerback that are and you have guys like that behind you, it only increases your confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, you can play tighter, you know, because you have help over the top. You know, you can go for that interception, you can go for that pass defended, because mm-hmm. you have Jamal and Marcus to clean anything that you miss. Or, um, or Jamal coming around and getting to the quarterback. <laughs> right. You know, or Jamal getting to the quarterback. You know, um, and another guy we need to shout out, moving away from the secondary real quick, because, yes, we get it. They've been playing very well, and we are very happy about that. But um, And I'm going to butcher ugh, I'm gonna butcher his name so bad. Do you know who I'm about to talk about? I feel like I have an idea, but I'm in the same boat as you. And if we're, we're right, I don't want to mispronounce his name either. It's it's uh, like Foley Fakuchi. Foley Fadukasi. Fadukowski. Or yeah, fa- <laughs> however you pronounce his name. And I'm sorry, man. You know, I'll, I don't work. I, I just host a podcast, all right? Um, it's not like I'm in the locker room every day. Leave me alone. All right. I have a whole other roster of college football players. I got to learn their names, too. Anyway, we know who you are. He's been playing fantastic. He's a Jets Twitter uh, favorite, mm-hmm. actually. Um, he he's been playing really really well. Um, just like there's there's just so many not like no name guys that have stepped up for the Jets in this three game stretch, right? And re- really, you know, endeared themselves to this fan base because they're mm-hmm. th- this is a team that's been playing for nothing. And these guys, and this is a fan base that has had no reason to care about this team since that one and seven start. And now, I mean, Sam said, "Run the table." Maybe they can still run the table and make the playoffs. That's still a distinct possibility. 
You know, any given Sunday, anything can happen against the Ravens in two weeks. And I'm expecting, which hasn't happened in a long time this season, I'm expecting wins against Cincinnati and Miami. Me too. I'm Ike. You know? So these guys stepping up, this team's only going to get healthier, hopefully. Maybe C.J. Mosley doesn't get surgery and he comes back in three weeks, you know, or he comes back for that Ravens game somehow, which right. I'm not ex- I'm not expecting. I'm just, you know, like, hey, maybe it'll happen. I think, what, what did he say? I think he said something last night where it's like if things haven't improved in like two weeks or something like that, like in a significant way that he's just – He's, he's made the decision that he's just like, you know, it's not healing on its own. I'm going to have to get the surgery. I hope so he I does think, that. We paid yeah. him a lot of money. I want him healthy for the contract. I kind of wish they, I mean, I don't want another assembly situation, but I kind of wish they just sit down with the doctors and just be like, okay, we're paying you a lot of money. You're obviously a very good football player. This You haven't played in a significant way since week one. You know, I, I've like, been hearing things that this assembly situation, there's a lot more to it than we know, the public knows. and right. So, um, I would hope there is. Yeah. I mean, I, I was just, that was an ugly, luckily it, it basically, I forget what else was happening that weekend, but it, it essentially got buried in terms of like what the NF, like the general NFL news was like, there was like people talking about it, but like something else happened that weekend. I forget what it was though. Um, so thankfully that like that got swept under the, under the rug for us as far as having to defend the jets. Yeah. All right. And then I'd like to make an announcement to wrap up this, uh, this this defense talk that we're we've been having. Um, I'm back in on Jamal Adams. <laughs> um, he, <laughs> I can hear how, how painful this must be for you. It's not even like painful. I'm just confused, <laughs> and I don't. I I when I say I'm back in on Jamal Adams, I'm not a hundred percent back, and the only reason why is because I'm not letting myself get all the way back in on him because. I mean, he could still get traded, um, all depending on how this season ends. Um, I don't want the Jets to trade him. I think that he is the best safety in the NFL. Um, he's good for the locker room. He's good for the the culture of this team and this organization. Um, nobody cares more than he does. The guy said that he is willing to die on a football field. I mean – you don't. If you didn't love him after that, then you never. You were never gonna love him. Um, right. But these comments. I mean, I was upset about what he said earlier in the season and how everything went down. It wasn't not necessarily what he said, but how the whole situation was handled. And I mean, I don't think any. Uh, uh, there was no Jet fan that wasn't upset. I mean, we we basically had a whole podcast for like forty five minutes yelling and screaming about it. Like none of us. Like, and we paid like to I, go back I, and listen I, to that. Like I was gonna year. say, like <laughs> go back and we, you know we listen to that. I'm sure we probably like just screaming for right. like a half an hour or 45 minutes about how, how we can't wait for this guy to get traded and then who we're going to take with those picks, like all that sort of stuff. But did you see what Jamal was tweeting today? Um, mood, the mood tweet when he tweeted the, uh, the GIF of future saying With future sensational or sensational. And then, and then uh, well, there's one from yesterday and him saying, uh, just, this could just be traditional, like Jamal kind of like Twitter posting, but it's just a picture of him running out. And it says, I've been here and I'm not going away anytime soon. He also so, tweeted. So and, some people are thinking that it's like since they can't announce contract extensions till the end of the year that or like anything regarding it. that some people are already just like, you think they have like a verbal agreement? Yeah, that's what I was. Extension already? What, what, that's where I thought you were going with this. Yeah. Um, 
so he tweeted out, what did he say? Um, he retweeted Marshawn Lattimore. They love you, then they hate you, then they love you again. And, <laughs> and like, I wanted to like that, but, like, I'm, like, going, like, going through his profile, like, I just feel guilty because, like, I'm back in on him. And, like, him talking shit to Darren Carr. Just, oh, my like, God. That just, like, fired me up. Like, I just that like, I eat so that shit up. I, lo- I love that stuff. Because um, what did he say? He's a gear saying he goes, that he's he goes, like a high school so teacher he, or something. He tweeted a picture of him sacking Carr. And then, right. um, or I don't know if it was the sack. Yeah, it was the, yeah, it was the sack. Um, and so Darren goes, uh, saved for later, replies to it. And Jamal goes, ret- quote tweets and says, frame it. And then Darren Carr tweets at him just saying K with pictures of Gronk scoring a touchdown on him. And then Jamal retweets that and goes, I understand you never made it to the big stage, but stop living through your brothers. You need to focus on your little high school job. You got class to teach. You got, you got class to teach tomorrow. And like, I saw that and like, that's like officially like, you know, like when the Grinch is like heart, like goes from stone oh, to yeah. like, like a big heart. Like that was, like, <laughs> I was like, Oh shit. I'm, oh I'm man. Like, it's just I it's felt like, like Al Pacino um, in The Godfather Three. Like yeah. when I thought I was out, he oh pulls me back in. <laughs> but then, but then Jamal uh, Darren goes, Jamal, you are a heck of a player, man. But I have fifty young men that have more respect for their opponent than you do. A quote pro making fun of a high school teacher slash coach had a heart problem and couldn't play anymore. So thanks for bringing it up. And then he does, and then he like does a little star. It's Thanksgiving break, brother week off smiley face with like the little like circles mm-hmm. and then jamal goes what kind of teacher uses then instead of van grammar is important mr carr enjoy your week off love oh god and like after seeing all that i was just like shit like, i'm in <laughs> how could i ever root against this guy like i have his jersey for pete's sake like i'm all the way back in i'm back jamal's back. my guy and it's yeah. it's it, we're, we're all the way back in on jamal adams he just oh took six God. and a half sacks and a fight, quote in a Twitter fight with Darren Carr for me to be back in, you know. So good. <laughs> the best so is good. uh, like, and while we're sitting here gushing over Jamal's Twitter, when uh, there's the clip of when Darnold threw the ball away and it hit Jamal on the sideline. Yeah, he was like, "You're gonna owe me like, dinner for that one." Dinner's on, dinner's on you next time, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. And that's a good transition. Let's uh, let's transition over to. Sammy and the uh, and the Jets. Um, the offense looks like an offense for the third straight week. Thirty-four straight points. Uh, thirty-four points, three straight games. I mean, excuse me. Um, but yes, thirty-four straight points um, because that's what happened, right? They Oakland scored on the opening drive a field goal, and then they that's put up it. thirty-four straight points. Um, oh, by the way, uh, just one last thing on the defense. Um, <laughs> So they made they played so well that they they benched Derek Carr. Mike Lennon came in and proceeded to fumble two times in three plays. Um, so that <laughs> just was, didn't recover either of them, but it was still funny to watch. <laughs> yeah, so just fantastic, like just a fantastic day for the defense. Well done, defense. You deserved it, uh, and you deserve this Bengals Dolphin stretch coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. <clears throat> The real story of the day, uh, 
was this offense, man. I mean, Sam Darnold, 20 of 29, 315 yards, two touchdowns, a rushing touchdown, a quarterback rating of 127.8, a QBR of 89.1. He found Robbie Anderson multiple times, one which was a highly poor choice. Let's just say it was a poor choice <laughs> to throw that ball. Yeah. But can't was, argue with the result, but, but can't argue with the still results. Don't, still it, don't have to like that he made yeah. the throw. <laughs> like when when the play happened itself, I was like, oh my it's god, like, oh what my a god. great throw. Oh my god. Oh, that's exactly what I was saying. No, no, like, it wasn't. Was like, there's there's there literally was, I can't see a raider like on the left side of the screen in front of you. I'm like, why aren't you just running the ball and then and he throws but, but it? Like, it was it wasn't one of those like oh no, oh no, yes throws. It was like Oh my God, like what a great throw. And then right. you see the all 22 angle, like the one behind Sam. And you're like, Oh no, don't throw that ball. Don't throw that ball. Don't throw the ball. Yes. <laughs> <What a catch. laughs> like, know, like, it was perfect. I like, mean, it's like, it's one of those things. It's like, if he misses that ball, if it, like, he, he doesn't make a bad pass or the pass, the pass falls like, you know, incomplete or God forbid he threw an interception. That's a play he gets roasted for, for, for weeks. Yeah, because of how bad, how easy that would have been that's like, for him that's to, Josh to Allen run for throw, like 10, man. 15 Josh guys. Allen makes those throws, not you. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and so he made that, but he, but he also like Robbie with his rack, uh, mm-hmm. Robbie rack. I like the call, Robbie rack. <laughs> um, that run after catch was fantastic. Then he had that touchdown. It was a it was a good touchdown. Um, you know, Sam showed good patience. You know, obviously the play was. Initially, the levy on a swing pass out of the backfield came from right to left. Uh, Sam looked for it, wasn't there, waited, waited, waited another beat, found Robbie in the back right side of the end zone for a touchdown. Um, we have we have to talk about something. Uh-oh. Um, Adam Gase is starting to call good football games, and that's concerning to me. That is. Because um, that, touchdown, that touchdown to Ryan Anderson – or Ryan Griffin, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, was all Adam Gase. That the the play action, like setting all of that up with the runs, you know, Le'Veon playing well, played well. Um, you know, and uh twelve rushes for forty nine yards. That's the probably Speaking I think that, of that, might be, that might be the highest yards per carry that he's had all season. Right. I think he had over a hundred Totally yards, are. which was I good. think so, yeah. Um, for the I, for the second week in a row, credit to I think just like you were saying, I hate that I have to say this, but credit to Gase. What did he do? Very first play that Darnold threw, he sent Le'Veon up the sideline. Darnold hits him. Yes. And so. he did that last week against the Redskins, and it's and hopefully that's taking, you know, hopefully that's in the back of his head every time he designs plays now. Hopefully that's in the front Gase. of his head. Get the ball your best player. <laughs> yeah. Maybe do it more than once a game. Yeah. You know, it's um, obviously worked. So... <laughs> And the other thing that we need to talk about with Gase, um, the flea flicker. Uh, yeah, called, that was, was like an interesting perfect, one too. It was called at the perfect time. Uh, it was they have this play in Madden, and it never works. But it's mm. like this bootleg. It's 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 like a bootleg play action flea, but like it's not a flea flicker. This play, like the routes right. were like what it's in Madden, but like your tight end, like it's like you have your wide receiver in tight. Right, your Robbie was in tight, and then you have like two tight ends stacked next to uh, your offensive line with a running back in there. So I think it's like, and then the fullback. So I think I don't know what kind of personnel. I remember listening to a Warren Sharp podcast 
episode or something, and he talked about what the types of personnel were. But there was one wide receiver, two tight ends, two wide receivers. So it might be like 21 personnel. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I know what I'm talking about. Like that. <laughs> Anyway, um, Robbie runs like a weird, like a drag into a, a, a wheel. <laughs> and the tight end runs the same thing going opposite. And then there's like a, a, a slant route or something. And that was basically like the play design. And it worked. The ball was like slightly overthrown. So right. I mean, underthrown. I say overthrown, underthrown. Um, to Robbie, Robbie made a terrific catch. Oh, to Robbie, yeah. 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 And um, hey, uh, more creativity like that. It, it was at a perfect time. It was it was right after, I think it was right after that. Um, it was right after the pick six, I think. And you wanted to, I remember I was, I know I was tweeting and I saw some other beat writers tweeting. Like, this is when you want to put your throat on your, their, your, your foot on their throat. And, and was the pick, the pick necks. six was the last points they scored in the day though. Right. So then maybe it was the touchdown it must have been before that it was the drive right before the pick six. Yes. It might've been, it might've been the drive. It might've been the one that set up the Robbie touchdown. Because the one that set up the Ryan Griffin touchdown was the Barrios pass. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 So I think that's what it was. It was that flea flicker into the Robbie Anderson touchdown. Right. Um, it was just the perfect time. You step on their throats mm-hmm. and, and and take a commanding lead in the game. Um, and that's exactly what they did. And it's just showing yeah. more aggressive, more aggressive play calling, more creativity from Adam Gase. Um, the locker room is clearly bought into him. By um, at least bought into. I mean, it's as simple as what you know when you hear. And it's when you heard early, in, yeah. Well, that and when you heard early in the season, it's just like you want to change attitudes. You want to change culture in the locker room. Win ball games, right? But it's as simple I, as that. And obviously, and, the guys aren't going to be are going to be doom and gloom when you get you know your shit rocked by the Patriots on Monday night football and your quarterback throws four interceptions, obviously no one's going to want to talk to the press and, you know, Jamal's going to like have uh post game interviews that just makes him seem like he wants to get off the team as fast as possible. Right. But then of course they start winning and you know, boom, everything's fine. And that's just the way it works. And it, it, it this is what it, it all started with Sam going to him and being like, this is, he said, I am the captain now. Yeah. He said, I, this is my ship. Right. And I'm going to be running this offense. That's literally, I'm pretty sure when things, yeah, things started turning around. It's like, because Connor Hughes wrote that literally, article literally, after the Giant game, I think. Literally, Sam walked in, opened up YouTube, showed him, you know, uh, <laughs> the, the, the clip and said, you see? You're this out. Is, <laughs> Donald Loggins, you're am, fired. I'm the offensive coordinator now. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Donald Loggins, the uh, chief challenge correspondent. But, it, I mean, what Connor Hughes said in the article itself was that it wasn't more like Sam. It wasn't actually Sam being like, listen, we're doing it my way. It was more of Sam challenging right. Gase, which hadn't happened yet. He right. said he was just kind of waiting for him to be like, hey, like, let's do this. Let's do that. And said Sam went before that. Sam was kind of just like, all right, what's the game plan, coach? What are we doing? And now Sam's kind of like, hey, we should do this. We should do that. What do you think, coach? Coach will be like, hey, good idea. Let's do that. Right. Let's do this. And Sam's trying to, and Sam's starting to say, like, this is what I'm good at. Let's do what I'm good at. This is what I'm not good at. Let's not do that. 
Um, and speaking of Sam, he did something that he hadn't done throughout his entire career to this week, and that was throw the ball away when he was under pressure. Finally, Connor's arms just raised like he scored a touch, <laughs> like he was a referee. It was amazing. You know, it was amazing. Finally, other than that one throw that we talked about, yes, he was the king of throwing the ball away. Oh man, it was great. <laughs> like just. I feel like like five incompletions out of his out of his eight incompletions or nine incompletions he had, five of those I feel like were throwaways. Yeah, which is brilliant. We were, we were all we were all stoked to see them. I actually cheered one of those times. So did I. <laughs> I saw him throw the ball away. I was like, just get the ball, get rid of the ball, get rid of the ball, get rid of the ball. Yes, he did it. <laughs> now we obviously have to see this like more, like a lot more. But right. it was encouraging to see that. Not just this week, but just in general. Like, Sam has strung together. This is the best stretch. I tweeted this yesterday during the game or after the game. One, he ain't seeing no ghosts no more. Mm-hmm. He is playing the best football of his career, too. Um, and three, his confidence is back, which yep. kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with the ghost thing. Um, you know, he's – I don't know if his confidence was ever really gone because the next week he came out slinging it still, you know. Um, who did they play that week after? It was after the um, Patriots. Yeah, it was. No, it was, it was the Jags. Uh, yeah, it was, it was the Jaguars. Yeah, and he was still throwing the ball. Um, still through three picks. <laughs> yeah, but like he wasn't totally there yet. But yeah, but he wasn't there yet. But like his, he, he wasn't afraid to throw the ball. You know, he right. never lost that. Like that. Like you know, some guys will just tuck it and run. Um, but hey, man, I mean. Just also, there's one. There was one it's play. Been which, encouraging. I, there was one play where I wasn't thrilled with the play call, but he made it. He turned something. You know, he made something from nothing real quick, and it was uh, the play when they were on the goal line. I don't understand in what planet Adam Gase thought it was a good idea to call play action when you're on like the two yard line. But as soon as he made the like he he faked the handoff, and there were Raider guys in the backfield. In like the process of almost getting taken down to the ground, he like just heaved that ball up, and it was dead on. Le'Veon was just standing there on the sideline. Oh wait, 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 when the Jets were on their own two-yard line, yeah, yeah, and he was getting torn down. That was one of the best throws he made all oh, all it night was amazing. or all day. It was amazing, and yeah. it was just like I remember watching it, and like after the play was over and they showed the replay again, I remember saying out loud to myself, saying, "Why would you call a play action there?" And then he still, you know, he made the play. And it was just, that's, there's certain plays like that where it's like the intercept with a player like Sam, we've come to learn that, yes, we're excited that he's learning to throw the ball away and just, you know, give up on plays. But it's good to know that he also has this ability that not many quarterbacks have to make something, you know, make a play happen when you know looks like all else has failed and interceptions and turnovers kind of come from quarterbacks that do things like that right and it's annoying it's frustrating but that's kind of who sam is and maybe that changes over the course of his career we don't really know yet but for now you know it's exciting to watch when he makes these amazing plays and it's frustrating when you know we wish he would just throw the ball away it looks like we're starting to start getting a mix of that more now And and that's a, this is a solid transition to the news and notes of the week because one of them is 
you know, obviously we will read you guys some some different uh, quotes from players and coaches, and we'll start with Gase. Um, so news and we're on the news and notes of the week. Gase said Sam Darnold has made big progress on Sunday, uh, throwing the ball away when no one was open. Um, you know, and it's good that Gase is obvious. Like, it's not just the fans that are noticing it. It's the coaching staff is well aware of it. Uh, Gase says Darnold. Gase says he wants Darnold to make safe choices, which includes scrambling. Now, and this is Rich Smini speaking. Now, he says, of course, Darnold didn't make the safe choice on his 31-yard pass to Robbie Anderson, which he threaded between two defenders, which we had just talked about. We just said it. it was and right. Gase, Gase's quote on that was. You know, I'm sure the first thing out of my mouth to him was, can you please run that next time? <laughs> but he uh, st- he still said that it was an unbelievable throw. Um, as for this upcoming weekend's matchup, uh, he says this is going to be a tough game for us, Gay says. I mean, the Bengals were competitive in seven and six-point losses to the Raiders and Steelers, respectively, the last two weeks. Uh, and they also, big news out of Cincinnati, they're going back to Andy Dalton. So you're, uh, your boy's back, Connor. <laughs> if you don't know what Jess is referring to, I red hair. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So, um, news and notes. Uh, Jets have a decision potentially to make at cornerback, which I don't think is a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, Daryl Roberts is expected to return to practice this week. Um, that does not mean that Daryl Roberts should see the field ever again in a Jets uniform. The king of face guarding. The man who's always in position but never looking at the ball. Uh, Arthur Mullen and Bless Austin have played well, and they should stay in the lineup. Um, and Gase says they bring, quote, great juice. Energy level is off the charts. Uh, meanwhile, Roberts ranks 57th out of 71 cornerbacks in passer rating allowed um, based on next-gen stats. Um, and this is minimum 200 covered snaps. This is all from Rich Samini. Uh Rich ain't wrong. This is uh this is a no brainer. I don't think that right. they're gonna see the field, uh, or he's gonna see see the field, and that's Daryl Roberts. Um, all right, what else? They uh, Brandon Shell is probably gonna go be going back to right tackle for Sunday against the Bengals. Chuma Adoga has a sprained MCL, is listed as week to week, um, and it's probably gonna be a multi week injury. Yeah, Kelvin Beecham sprained his quote unquote good ankle um <laughs> but it's expected to be practicing this week when he finished um, the game <laughs> on two bum ankles <laughs> and then this is good dale roberts will be returning to practice but gase was non-committal in saying whether or not he is going to getting be getting starting uh snaps um by the way his last name from before fully is fatukasi 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 um, and yeah, I mean the biggest news and note of the week is the Jets are the Jets are four and seven now. <laughs> they, how about it? They've won. You know how annoying straight. it is is that if the Jets had a good kicker week one and actually just didn't you know be bums and lose to the Dolphins that they'd be six and five. They'd be six and five, staring eight and five going into Baltimore. Actually, that's a that's a home game. Um. Wait, the Baltimore game is a home game? I thought it was in Baltimore. I'm pretty sure it's a home game. I thought it was in Baltimore. Let me see. I have it up three, two. Oh, it's uh, yeah. All right. Even worse. <laughs> They're check, going. Check that as an L. They're like, going <laughs> to Baltimore. Um, and it would be L. so Jets for the Jets to go to Cincinnati and lose this week to Andy Dalton. 100%. 
I'm actually, it's like we said before that we should expect them to win, but I'm, I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm not confident at all because it's a very Jets game to go in there and lose. No, no, you can't be. Like, no, 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 no. I'm not letting you, I'm not letting you do that. No, no, because this is an 0 and 11 team and the Jets, this, this three win streak, this three win streak, I mean, it's a clearly, this team is playing better than they have at any point this season. I I wouldn't be shocked if they, but I wouldn't be, well, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I know, but I wouldn't be shocked <laughs> if they lose to the Bengals or the Dolphins yeah. or the Ravens or the Steelers or the Bills. I wouldn't be shocked if they lose out and they go three and 13 or four and four and 12. But I also wouldn't be shocked if they go four and one over their next five and go eight and eight on the season. And we're back to where we predicted this team would be, or you predicted this team would be before the season. And I predicted them to have 11 wins like an idiot, <laughs> but am I an idiot? Because they should have, they should have six wins right now. Anyway, what? I don't even <laughs> stupid ass Jets. Oh man. Dumbass. I can't, Jets. Yeah. I can't believe my season prediction is still very much in play. Dolphins losing ass Jets. Yeah. Right. My God. But you know, yes, the, the, on paper, the Jets should beat the Bengals and the Dolphins, but divisional games are always they're always a toss up. Not so much. The Jets what? win these next two games. They go to Baltimore. They win the Baltimore game. They beat the Steelers, and then they go to <laughs> Buffalo. They go to Buffalo. <laughs> No, 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 no. They beat the Bengals and the Dolphins. They lose to the Ravens. They beat the Steelers. They're seven and eight heading to Buffalo. Buffalo is eight and is eight and seven. And this is a play in game for the sixth wild for the for the for the the second (laughs) wild card spot. And the Jets lose on like a missed field goal or like a Sam Darnold <laughs> pick six. Oh yeah. That's what we're looking that's, at here. That's, that's, that's Jets. That's Jets. That's Jets season right there. That's Jets football, baby. That's Jets football. <laughs> Catch the freaking fever. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's move on to Cincy. Um, the Bengals, as I affectionately call them, um, the line is the Jets are favored. Uh, minus three and a half on the road. Can you um, believe that the Jets are favored in a football game this season? Not, not just a football game, a road game they're favored in. How about um, that? How about that, right? All right, so um, as long as Beecham plays, I'm feeling okay about this offensive line. You can throw anybody in there at right tackle. Um, Sam is mobile enough to get out of the way and, and see them and figure that, that out. And it's not like they're facing, you know, the the New York Sack Exchange or the Purple People Eaters, you know, mm. um, this isn't a great. I mean, they have. I mean, I, I guess if you, you know, what, I guess if you had to pick a strength of the of the Bengals, it'd probably be their uh, their rush defense. Um, I guess. What do they, they allow? One hundred and sixty six point four yards per game, which is bad, like really bad rush yards per game, but like. They still have uh, Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap. Right. Like they still have like that, like those those guys who can play football like at a high level on that D line. That front seven is fine. 
Um, but this is a bad team. They're zero and eleven for a reason. Right. Um, I, I just, I mean, their biggest, it, the biggest weapon is Joe Mixon, and just like the the Raiders with with Josh Jacobs, the Jets are going to shut down Joe Mixon. Not only that, they I do mean, the running backs. This I year. have Joe. I mean. I'm basically the number one Joe Mixon expert this season because Same he's here. on the fantasy team. Yeah, I have, does, I have been the biggest Joe Mixon stand. Nothing this season. No, no, no. So he's had a couple of like this from like they got one of their tackles back, and from that point on, he's been like a like a little bit above average, getting like fifteen to like twenty points. Not like he ain't putting up like Zeke numbers, like putting up twenty five, twenty like twenty five, twenty six points uh, fantasy points per game. Right, he's been serviceable the past few weeks. But mm-hmm. he's. Like, I'm not starting him this week in one of my leagues. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. Like, I mean, I'm. I'm long out of my leagues, like playoff hunt. So it's not even like it makes a difference. But and my the rest of my team is so bad that I don't. Yeah, I don't really have a choice. But I'm not too worried about Joe Mixon. You know, I know he's a really good player, but like you were saying, Jets have an amazing run defense, the current best in the league. Which another thing I never thought I'd be able to say about any portion of the Jets team that they'd be number one in anything. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm not worried about them. And I'm certainly not worried about Andy Dalton. Like, Andy Dalton's proven that at times he's, he, he can be a capable quarterback, but he wouldn't have gotten benched for what's-his-name for if if the Bengals were remotely confident in him. So – I don't um, – Brandon Allen? No. Is it one of the Mc, Allens? Something McKinley, right? McKinley, no, not McKinley. That was his name. What is his name? Ryan Finley. <laughs> yeah. It's not <laughs> worth knowing his name. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know what? This is this is a game that they, they're, they're going to win. They need to win. There's, you can't lose again this season unless it's the Baltimore. Um, I'm okay losing the Baltimore. I'd be upset if they lose to anybody else. And they're, they're past the point of, like – Okay, I want them to be bad for a draft pick. Like you have four wins. Like you're, right. and you're going to win like two to three more at least. So you got all the momentum. Right. Point, your team spirits are high. Now is not the time to like let you know. Don't don't take your foot take off the your, gas at this point. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So I, I think this is going to be a big win. I think they're going to embarrass Cincinnati. I think Sam's going to look great. I think this might be the Le'Veon Bell game that we've been waiting for. Um, he's going to get like 25 carries at least. Um, and I think this is one of those games where Sam's going to have like maybe less than 200 passing yards, but because it's only, he only throws it like 20 times. Yeah. And they're just going to try and run the shit out of the ball and really try so, and man. like, this is one of those wins where like you, you get there, you don't take this opponent less seriously because they're own 11 but you want to run the ball as much as possible so you can get out of Cincinnati with like few in- as few injuries as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like injuries happen with offensive linemen because they're stepping, like they're backpedaling, they're doing pass protection, and they step on each other or they step on right. somebody, and then like something happens. You know, right. you run the ball. You know, you're moving the pile. Hopefully, you're. I mean, you could. There's still obviously a chance for injury, but I just feel like you're not. You're, hopefully, like not, like nothing non-contact happens when you're trying to do run blocking. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, man, this is this is a four and seven team. 
that we're going to be talking about in two weeks and be like, oh, we're going to get killed this week to by Baltimore, but <laughs> you know we're six and seven, and if we win, playoffs? <laughs> Maybe? Maybe? So, uh, I mean, if they beat Baltimore, even if they didn't make the playoffs, like... Wow, look at look at us like just talking ahead. No, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Can I make a comparison to you and can you tell me what you feel like if 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 you like it, if you don't like sure. it? I mean, let me throw you something at you and if you don't like it, just toss it right back. <laughs> Spider this is a verbal meme. Okay. Spider-Man pointing at each other. The the New York Jets and the New York Mets. Perfect. And it's just the 2019 versions because you could do that yes. meme. That's an evergreen tweet meme. Right. But right. specifically this season, you know, the Mets were awful and then they were good. For and the last three weeks, we were uh, the Jets were the June 2019 Mets. And now they're the now they're the August Mets. August Mets. <laughs> the post deadline, the post the post All Star break Mets. Yeah. And. uh you know what? With my my thought process with the Mets this year was, I really want to make the playoffs. It'd be a lot of fun. We made the playoffs, but it's just fun to have meaningful baseball in October and September, or September and and August. You know, right? With the Jets, I just want like watch some meaningful football games and have Sam like have like like there like be some like weight on his shoulders, mm-hmm. like in, of importance. Like they need to win games and like meaningful, like as Adam Gay said, meaningful games in November and December. Well, but December is November is pretty much done. Um, but I guess this this Raiders game is the start of meaningful football for the Jets yeah. because as long as you're six and seven heading into Baltimore, there's a chance. And at this and point. That's kind of all we can ask for. If you're telling me there's a chance. If you're telling me there's a chance. I'm going to take Let's that chance. Let's just hope chance. we don't end up like Lloyd Christmas. <laughs> exactly. All right, so Connor. we the opposite of what happened to Lloyd Christmas. Right. All right, Connor. Any final thoughts? I think, uh, think I'm good. I just – I don't want to get disappointed on Sunday. I don't think that I'm going to be. You're not going to get disappointed. I'm, I'm fairly confident in that. I've been hurt before. You've been, we've all been hurt before. I, I can't wait to tweet. I can't wait to tweet at on Sunday at eleven fifty nine. I'm ready to be hurt again. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. If you want to listen to any other of the podcasts, because you already listened to this one, so you found it somewhere. But if you want to listen to this podcast, that may be another streaming platform or any of our other podcasts in the Gotham Sports Network family of podcasts. You can go and do that on either iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Spotify. And if you want to read anything that any of us idiots write at Gotham Sports Network, you can do so at GothamSN.com. If you want to find us on Twitter, you can find us. Actually, it's, wait, am I I getting that right? Gotham Mm -hmm. S, yeah. Uh, And on Twitter, you can find us at Gotham Sports Network, at Gotham SN. And do we use Facebook still? No, no. Does anyone? Connor's eyes are like the smallest slits you could possibly, <laughs> like squinting, trying to figure out if. Does anyone really Facebook. use Facebook anymore? 
Yeah, reporters do because all the old people, yeah. all the old people like Facebook, so we have to use it. All right, that is it for this week's jet stream, folks. We might have a football team. We, we might have a football team. We might have a football team, and that football t- team might be playing in the playoffs. <laughs> No, nah, it ain't going. Playoffs. They ain't going to the playoffs, but oh, it'll be yeah, it'll be an interesting it'll be an interesting December and end of November yes. with these last five games. Let's see how Sam develops, continues to develop. Let's see this defense continue to dominate against the rush, and let's see Arthur Mullet and Blessing Austin, especially Blessing Austin, to develop and improve and maybe become part of the solution here on one Jets drive. All right, and I guess because they won, we didn't do it last week, but I'll. No, we did. I think we did. No, we, you just said you just gave a little go Jets. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'll, I'll do a little uh, J E T S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Peace. <laughs>